Welcome to Doing Business in Africa podcast. In this podcast, we construct new business opportunities for American businesses, deconstruct excellence in doing business between U.S. and Africa, mastermind with people involved, and learn the secrets of their success. And now, here's your host and America's leading business transformation consultant, Raj Ghanasan. Approach. Let me first set the stage. A successful Philadelphia-based business in construction material was interested in entering Central Africa and met with us to explore doing business in this region. They had done well in developing countries and in U.S. And they have read a lot about the growth of construction industry in Central Africa. They had approached us through a local state agency and want to discuss their entry. To determine the approach, we want to understand the person behind the company, i.e. the stakeholders' goals, objectives, the stakeholders' pres- uh, patience, and appetite for taking risk. In a nutshell, if you want to consider entering Africa, there are two approaches you want to consider. Come and establish your presence immediately or in the short run, or wait until market is rife and full of opportunities. Let us take the first option, establish your company presence in Africa in the short run, be it immediately or in the next few cycles. So the first question is, how do you go about establishing your presence? Do you want to have manufacturing, manufacturing in the U.S. and have third-party distribution in Africa? Be present in Africa and have local distributors there? Or have your own presence in Africa, including your own distribution channels? Or you simply want to manufacture and export it through Europe or elsewhere? Now, if you continue in this line of thinking to establish your presence, you will be making some big assumptions. The model works well when you know for certain that Africa is a future market and you want to keep eye on the local market starting now. For instance, having a small generic life sciences company to manufacture, say, metformin, may be a good option if the goal is to understand rest of the local market opportunity across Africa. You will gain first mover advantage and have deeper insights into future decision-making. Or you can have a one-person office to monitor the situation, have the resource conduct some studies, report back on the market research periodically. They will establish contacts, uh, test prototypes, and be the front end of 
what's happening in the market for you. If you decide to make this an urgent, immediate, must be on the ground decision, then the question boils down to how big of a presence do you want it happen in the next few cycles? So for that reason, let's talk about the risk involved in this decision. We find entrepreneurs and even big companies get quite blindsided when it comes to market opportunities, especially in sub-Sahara region. We once had an airplane manufacturer insisting on having a presence in Central Africa in anticipation of growth that was projected by global organizations. The current market at that point was for less than five airplanes that year and the next three years combined. Needless to say, the project failed. So often the risk involved in having a big presence immediately carries more risk. Unless you have dispensable cash for testing Africa in a big way, you don't want to take this approach. The second approach is to wait for the right time. These are typically lower risk takers and are often expectors of quicker returns with clarity in how they're going to make money there. Time value for money equation is more towards conserving cash right now as well for these people. This is a good option for companies who do not see a market yet. Maybe a bit too early for buyers to have their requirements clear. Like the construction material we talked about earlier. The need is not there is an African buyer ready to buy, but more about the larger market share you want to achieve in your presence. It is true when U.S. business is in a buy-sell trading business that you may want to achieve some revenue targets in the first few years. The entire landscape changes when the U.S. entity wants to produce, sell a bit of what they manufacture locally, and explore, export wherever there is great demand, including back to the U.S. So a quick summary on the second option is if you want to wait, you're probably one of the uh, trader-distributor uh, relationship partner-seeking company. But if you want to look at a broader horizon where you can manufacture locally and export elsewhere, then Africa is a good market and you don't need to wait too long. For instance, agriculture commodity uh, commodities and value-added um, material in this processed food industry is a huge opportunity for manufacturers 
both to sell locally and globally. Companies like Nestle have exploited this model for years. The market across uh, West and Central Africa is open to agriculture commodity um, producers and finished goods um, around the agro industry. It is well suited for smaller and medium businesses in the U.S. The wait and see approach has two issues that I need to bring you. Cost and premium that you need to pay on a later day is a huge factor. Competition is going to be fierce as this is the last frontier and you have Asian countries and European countries competing for this opportunity. Though the first option is to move immediately and take advantage of the first mover advantage, the second option of wait and see is good for when you are clear about the com com competition and you have clarity on when you want to enter the market. Most small businesses want to wait for the right time. Again, the wait and see is good when U.S. entity has clarity in market timing as to when the demand is optimal for the entity to move in. So there's no need to rush, but there's a need for you to keep an eye open on when it is the right time. When we meet businesses, especially the small and medium businesses, they would not rush to judgment, but wait for a period of time. Then they come back after two years and start to complain that the market is moving too fast and they are behind schedule and the cost of doing business in Africa is expensive. So for that reason, there is an interim stage of having your local presence, maybe not in the short run, but a one person presence in the mid run, maybe six months, nine months from now, to continue to monitor the market and look for opportunities and deals that are ideally suited for your company. Ultimately, the two approaches have to be evaluated based on the company's goal. What do you want? Now, both in the US, having consulted with some of the major corporations and with hundreds of other small and medium companies, there are only three things that you want to consider when you are doing business anywhere for the first time. You can only gain market share or grow the revenue or achieve certain market margins. You cannot achieve all three at the same time. You can achieve probably two at best. So the companies that invest capital often invest capital so that they can gain market share irrespective of the revenue or the go or the profit margin. Some companies purely want the revenue targets and one of the options they always look for is acquisitions. 
or sometimes you want to look at profits so that you can sell more volume around the globe but because the volume sale the margin improves your presence in africa is often dictated by the market share revenue and profit goals for instance ford's presence in southeast asia was predominantly to gain market share in the first 10 years then came the revenue goals that they established once they gained the, a reasonable market share and their focus turned to revenue, they now wanted to sustain the revenue and achieve the margins. Smaller companies like Machine Tool manufacturers uh, from, Manu, uh, from Milwaukee have also quickly achieved these three objectives over a five to seven year period. For smaller businesses in doing business in Africa, invariably revenue through local dealership or export back to U.S. will be a good starting point for their business to be successful. In summary, there are two approaches for you to consider based on your ability to take risk and the timeline. Either you move in now or you wait and see. Both of them have its own set of risk and we talked about some of the ways you can minimize risk and what to monitor. In both cases, you need clarity on what you want to achieve, market share, revenue, or profit, which comes first. With these thoughts, I will leave you today and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. listening to doing business in africa if you like what you just heard we hope you'll pass along our website cameroonthinktank.org to your friends and colleagues and please leave us a positive review on itunes be sure to check out our archive section on our website for previous podcasts this has been a uasg production join us next time for another edition of, of doing, doing business, business in africa, africa.